Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Good morning. It is Friday, February 9th. It's five minutes after 10. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So it was just announced that Eric Holcomb is sending 50 Hoosier Guardsmen down to the southern border. That is to support support the Texas National Guard on their security mission. Uh, They're going to uh, be there and arrive and uh, go mid-March. So they've got some time to prepare. But uh, more prudently, uh, we're sending money to Ukraine. Ukraine and, and not down to the border. Yeah, I mean, that you make a great point, Casey, and this is probably a good move by the governor. By the way, thank you to all those people who will go and will be serving. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a, a very good friend of this show who was down there for uh, over a month during Christmas, and, and you know, he described the just horrors of what he saw working the, the border down there. So thank you to all those people who go. But this shouldn't be the way it is. It shouldn't be these governors. I mean, you're you're talking about a governor of a Midwest state. Now, Holcomb has probably done this kicking and screaming, um, but he's doing it. So good on him, I, you know, sp- I suppose. And but the you shouldn't have governors having to do this. The border, the security of the nation, is the job of the commander in chief, and the commander in chief is refusing to lead on this and i guess now we know why because according to his own justice department Mm -hmm. he's too old and feeble-minded to be held accountable for his actions anymore so these soldiers are going to begin mobilizing for the mission immediately and then they'll go down in about a month Uh, border towns in texas and arizona have officially declared an emergency but to your point the special counsel report says that president biden willfully retained classified material but he isn't getting charged in part because of his poor memories. So it begs the question um, about the commander-in-chief. This is someone who is responsible for thousands of soldiers and his own uh, Department of Justice is saying that he can't stand trial because of his bad mental state. Yeah, the, the report that came out from her. So, you know, look, both of these things cannot be true. You cannot be so inept that you can't be held accountable for your actions but yet be competent enough to lead the country right they they acknowledge he did the thing he did the same thing trump did and in fact it may have been worse because he had documents from when he was a senator whereas trump has a disagreement on whether he should or could have them or not nobody is in dispute whether biden should add documents dating back to when he was a, a senator and the Biden Justice Department has said this guy is too old and too feeble and his memory is too bad. I mean, Casey, they claim he couldn't remember things from when he was vice president and he couldn't remember accurately when his son died. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And well, we've heard over and over again, like when he called the family of that deceased soldier when he said that his son died in Iraq. Well, right. So you can't have both things. If you're that, your mind is that far gone, which it probably is. I don't, I don't doubt that you know again i don't think this is a you know like junior soprano you know in the in the sopranos where he's walking around in his bathrobe trying to act like he's too far gone to stand trial i think biden genuinely does is incapable of remembering lots of things he's confusing people i don't doubt that 
But if you're go, you, you can't have it both ways. You can't be the president of the United States and have so little mental faculty that you can't be held accountable for your actions. And that's what's going on right now. So either he needs to be charged mm -hmm. or he needs to step down as president. So that's the defense that they're going with. And remember that this is the guy who has the nuclear codes and access to the nuclear football. But the Speaker of the House and a lot of other representatives, they released a joint statement regarding the report. And they said uh, a man too incapable of being held accountable for mishandling classified information is certainly unfit for the Oval Office. And then, of course, you have Marjorie Taylor Greene, who responded with a demand to um, either invoke the 25th Amendment or impeach Joe Biden. But it should. It, it's, this is not going to come from... The, co the Congress, it's going to come from the cabinet, and his cabinet needs to step up. But the problem they've got is they know that if he goes, then it's Kamala. Mm -hmm. And if he goes and it's Kamala, then she becomes the party's nominee because they are not going to go against a, 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 a black woman. And so they don't want her. So now it's like, how do you stretch this thing out? So what are we supposed to do? We're just like holding on? Until November, till January? These Yes, these people don't care about this country, Casey. Is there anything the Democrats have done the past three and a half years that you would say, man, they really, mm. they get it. They really care about the, me and my family and the direction of this country. No, clearly they care about retaining power. Right. Yeah. So they will do whatever it takes. I mean, these. I think there's a lot of people who think this is going to be some Nixon-esque thing where somebody goes and visits him over the weekend and Monday morning he's going to step down. That is just simply not going to happen. They've got to stretch this out to convention so that they can control the process of who the next person's going to be. Yeah, and uh, he was getting angry last night when he was being asked about his memory. For months when you were asked about your age, you would respond with the words, watch me. Watch Many me. American people have been watching, and they have expressed concerns about your age. That is they, your judgment. They, that is your judgment. Public that is not the judgment concerns. of the press. They express concerns about your mental acuity. They say that you are too old. Mr. President, in December, you told me that you believe there are many other Democrats who could defeat Donald Trump. So why does it have to be you now? What, what is your answer to that question? I'm the most question? qualified person in this country to be president of the United States and finish the job I started. I thought it was interesting. He said, that's, that's your judgment. That's not what the press is saying. She's part of the press corps. She was standing there with the other reporters. Well, and the bigger concern, Casey, is he's running for re-election. Mm -hmm. And if we're debating whether he could even physically make it to December, what what is two years? Yeah, what does two years from now look like? Right. What are, what are we what are we doing here? I mean, think I was thinking about this this morning driving in. So Ronald Reagan left office in January of 1989. So that was 35 years ago. Mm -hmm. That's not yesterday, but that's not you know. This, you know, this wasn't the the uh, you know the Jackson administration, and think about how far the presidency has slipped in thirty five years, where you go from Reagan, and then while Bush was not a very good president, he still kind of had a lot of the gravitas that you tend to associate with the presidency, but then from Bush onward. And you think about the sort of people who have held that office. I mean, you've got uh, Clinton. Mm -hmm. who, I mean, it was just one. 
scandal. scandal and drama after another. You had Little Bush, who, I mean, th- you know, those people just blatantly lied about the weapons of mass destruction in, in Iraq, amongst a host of other things. You've got, you know, Obama, who obviously, I mean, what a just an insult that guy was. Trump was an okay president, but again, it was just one. I mean, we used to look at the president of the United States. When I was a kid, you were taught the brightest and best amongst us mm-hmm. elevates to the level of the presidency, whether it's, and it's a bipartisan thing. Like you look at John Kennedy and Ronald Reagan, and even though they're separate parties, you would say war, in the case of John Kennedy, war hero, you know, very distinguished World War II vet, the kind of the inspiration of an entire generation. And he was so beloved that the whole world changed when John Kennedy was, you know, assassinated and not not for the better. So, you know, America lost its innocence. That's on the Democrat side. On the Republican side, you had these just distinguished, just larger than life characters like Ronald Reagan, who was like, the nation's grandfather who everybody felt safe and secure when he was around. And now look at what a just, you know, what show mm-hmm. on both sides of the aisle in, th- in just 35 years, th- this office has become, this whole thing's a joke. This whole thing is, a, is, is a, is just, we are, we are the, we have turned, we have gone from the envy to the laughing stock of the world, Casey. Well, here's President Biden almost crying after the special counsel said that he didn't even remember when his son died. There's some attention paid to some language in the report about my recollection of events. There's even reference that I don't remember when my son died. How in the hell dare he raise that? Frankly, when I was asked the question, I thought to myself, it wasn't any of their damn business. Let me tell you something. Some of you have commented, I wear since the day he died, every single day, the rosary he got from Our Lady of... Every Memorial Day, we hold a service remembering him, attending by friends and family and the people who loved him. I don't need anyone. I don't need anyone to remind me when he passed away or passed away. Then charge him. Because the whole reason for Mm -hmm. not charging him... Is that his memory's gone. Then charge him. Fine. Your memory is fine. Charge him. You can keep being the president. But these two things cannot, Mm -hmm. based on this report from her, they cannot be both be true. So Nancy Pelosi has been out defending him, saying that... He has wisdom, he has knowledge, he has judgment that comes from age, he has experience and empathy and a big vision for our country. But I know a lot of people are asking, where is Jill Biden? Yeah, great question. Because this is her husband. Great question. And they're talking about her son. And it was just a month ago where she was defending him as well. Your husband is 81. At the end of a second term, he'd be 86. As his life partner of 46 years, is there a part of you that is worried about his age and health? Can he do it? He can do it. And I see Joe every day. I see him out, you know, traveling around this country. I see his vigor. I see his energy. I see his passion. 81 million votes, Casey. Yeah. We are told this guy got 81 million legal votes votes does anyone believe that 81 million people voted for this well who's right who is telling the truth is it the doj who's saying that he's an elderly man with poor memory 
Or is it everybody in the Biden campaign camp who's saying he's vigorous? He can do it. Uh, we got to take a break, yeah. but we got to talk about this this hearing at the Supreme Court mm-hmm. yesterday on Trump's ballot eligibility because unlikely foes yeah, are on the same page. Yeah, I got to say that it was very very promising and uh, surprising. That's on the way. It's Kendall and Casey on ninety three WIBC. Good morning. It's twenty one minutes after ten. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on ninety three WIBC. So they have feuded in the past, but on this issue, Justices Katanji Brown Jackson and Clarence Thomas they were singing from the same playbook. Yeah, Katanji Brown Jackson is going to get in big trouble because she <laughs> actually used originalist version of the text like she went on the letter of the text so this is all about this this uh, uh, Colorado case where they they have the Supreme Court there ruled Trump engaged in insurrection mm-hmm. and was thus ineligible to appear on their ballot and there's other states that the, whatever happens here is going to be going to be tied to and um so the, the obviously this went in front of the Supreme Court it was fast tracked because you got to get ballots printed etc Trump's the you know, inevitable nominee at this point. And Katanji Brown Jackson, who was the, you know, woman who was just appointed by Biden, mm-hmm. who was pretty clear in, in her, you know, Supreme Court, you know, interviews that originalist intent and and letter of the text wasn't how she intended to necessarily make rulings. Um went with the letter of the text and they really ripped apart mm-hmm. this case against Trump because what they said is look the 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 constitution laid out for this insurrection clause who was ineligible if someone engaged in insurrection mm-hmm. and she right and rightfully so i mean there's there's nine different ways trump could win this case if we're being honest with ourselves and politico had a thing the other day about this i mean it's it's absurd that it got this far but the one she got hung up on, and it's fine because she's 100% right, is they lay out specific people who are ineligible mm-hmm. based on insurrection. Now, let's take out the fact that Trump has not been charged with insurrection. Nobody has been convicted of insurrection based on January 6th. He would win on that anyway. But if you just go by this, her argument to the to the other side was they lay out everybody who's ineligible and they don't put the president, including they list specifically presidential electors yep she said according to section three uh that contains the insurrection clause that the president isn't in the list of offices to which it applies yes and she's 100 percent right i mean I, she's like she's gonna get in big 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 trouble because the left generally depends upon being able to shape shift on the law and make it whatever whatever you want it to mean not what the actual letter of the law is. So she deserves all sorts of credit for this. I'm totally floored based on, you know, when she did her I'm the, not a biologist. You know, I mean yeah. That, that, yeah, that I mean that she and but she was spot on with this. And I think it'll be I'm gonna guess eight to one, Casey. Mm-hmm. I will say eight to one because Sotomayor is okay. that, that stupid and she's that big a, a leftist radical that she'll find a way to say that this will be upheld. And I'll say it's eight to one. Kagan's Kagan's a leftist, but she's very usually very well 
written and worked through on her opinions, and I think she'll side too. I think it'll be eight to one. So Clarence Thomas was in agreement with this, and uh, so you've got Katanji Brown Jackson appointed by Biden. You have Clarence Thomas appointed by H. Bush, but they both said that the Civil War Amendment, which Colorado is trying to use, was meant to check on Southern states. They're not using it in the proper manner in regards to this issue with Donald Trump. And then Kavanaugh came in and said, hey, by the way, you're forgetting, as he dropped some common fe- common sense on the entire issue, that Trump hasn't even been charged with insurrection. He had the opportunity to call witnesses remotely. He didn't use all of his time at trial. There was ample process here, and this is how ballot access determinations in election cases are, are decided all the time. Okay. Uh, second question. Some of the rhetoric of your position, I don't think it is your position, but some of the rhetoric of your position seems to suggest unless the states can do this, no one can prevent insurrectionists from holding federal office. But obviously Congress has enacted statutes, uh, including one still in effect, Section 2383 of Title 18 prohibits insurrection. It's a federal criminal statute. And if you're convicted of that, you are, it says, shall be disqualified from holding any office. And so there is a federal statute on the books, but um, President Trump has not been charged with that. So what what are we to make of that? <laughs> uh, by the way, you forgot this point. And, and one, one thing, that, and I'm very critical of John Roberts on a lot of stuff, but one thing his court has done that has been great is they have really enhanced the transparency of the court and now being able to have these uh, audio tapes of these arguments so people can don't just have to read transcripts you can actually go back and listen to what they're doing and that is really i mean supreme court has been the secret society for since its inception Mm -hmm. and they've really done a nice job of getting lifting the veil of of putting more and more allowing people to be more and more aware yeah you're you're right casey we got so many calls on that uh, suzanne crouch interview we did yesterday i know and we're gonna get to them coming up it's your voicemails on the way with 93 wibc you know, I love many things about Life Church, but one of them is their incredible online services. You know, we got a, a little one, and sometimes we can't always make it into church, but man, I'll tell you what, the online services at Life Church are awesome, and it actually gives you a chance to see what Life Church is all about, and you don't even have to leave your home. Life Church is great. They're warm, they're welcoming, they've had such a great impact on my life, on my family's life, and they would love the opportunity to meet and welcome you and your family. You can get those online services. Services, or you can check out any of their campuses, Noblesville, Fishers, Eagle Creek, and Pendleton. Learn more about all of it, lifechurchin.com. It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present Voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-559-PAIN. Phone number 317-684-8444. It is time to hear from you, your questions, comments, smart remarks, your voicemails with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. It is 1033 and coming up at 11 o'clock today, we're going to be speaking with Eric Doden, who wants to be your governor. But yesterday, Rob, yes, did you hear? We had the lieutenant governor in the studio, Suzanne Crouch. We did. And that was... uh... Well, that was very interesting. I think the takeaways that really took a lot of people back was she gave Holcomb and the Holcomb administration an A, mm-hmm. 
and then proceeded to talk about all the things the Holcomb administration had done wrong. Um, and uh, look, I, I'm going to be curious. I've not heard these voicemails. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think amongst our audience, which I recognize, it's not the entire Republican base or voting bloc, but I think we're a good indication of the Republican base that will vote in a gubernatorial primary. I don't think those explanations about, I think the one that really took people back was where she refused to divulge any conversation she's had with Holcomb Mm -hmm. about, well, anything, really. And she tried to bizarrely equate it to a husband. And Mm -hmm. it's I I don't know. I'll be curious to hear the conversations. You got them. Let's roll. All right. Here is the first one. All of our voicemails today are about that interview from yesterday. So let's go. Number one. Hey, good morning, Rob. Good morning, Casey. This is Hollywood. Hey, I just want to say you guys gave an excellent interview yesterday. I was very disappointed in her because I thought for sure she would come out with guns blazing and just kicking ass and taking names. But she didn't do that. Uh, It was very disappointing. Um, A few observations. I thought she was really nervous in the responses that she gave. Uh, She was just kind of generalizing her responses. Um, I thought it was very disingenuous of her. When she made a comment about, oh, but Rob and Casey, you don't understand the power that you have behind this mic. And but, oh, you you both do. I mean, Rob, you say it every day on the radio station. You know the power you have behind that mic. That's why you are the number one program. So she won't be getting my vote. Um, I thought they were great questions. I know you only had 30 minutes. There's the only... So many questions you can ask in that time. Um, maybe you can get her back <laughs> if she comes back. I doubt she will. Um, but, hey, you never know. So you guys keep up the great work. I love your show. I listen to you every single day. Have a good weekend. Thanks for the call, Hollywood. Yeah, uh, well, I'll kind of save some commentary to the end. I want to get through as many of these calls as we can. So Okay. Um, the interesting thing about this next phone call, it is a different person. But he nearly echoes exactly what the first call said. Hey, good morning, Rob. Good morning, Casey. Hey, you guys gave a great interview yesterday with Suzanne Crouch. Um, not impressed with her at all. She will not be getting my vote. I thought at times she was kind of insulting to you, too, when she said that you don't understand the power that you have behind that mic. And, oh, but you do because you say it almost every day. That's why you're the number one show. So with her and communication, if she can't speak up now and tell the truth, and she couldn't do it in the interview with our Governor Holcomb and not be truthful, I can't believe she gave him an A. That's insulting. Uh, I just can't believe that uh, she gave that letter grade. So we're rolling through your voicemails, getting your thoughts on the interview yesterday with Lieutenant Governor Suzanne Crouch, who wants to be your governor. And here's more. Uh, kudos to Rob for maintaining such composure and control during the silent Suzanne interview. You know, this woman spent seven years as lieutenant governor so far, sitting in the corner like a church mouse, not making a noise when she could have been putting all these ideas forward publicly or to the governor to get some of these things done over the last seven years, and she hasn't done anything. 
let's put aside the fact that she sounds like a cartoon character. It just drives me nuts hearing this woman talk. But she's 72 years old. She turns 73 the end of this month. If she were to be elected, she'd be 74 shortly after being sworn into office. Now we get another Joe Biden slash Trump. You know, uh, we don't need another old person in office. We need somebody, you know, I don't know, Rob Kendall's age or Micah's age. Uh, Somebody half of Suzanne's age that knows what they're doing to get into office and actually do it. Suzanne, you spent seven years sitting in the office, not making a sound, and not doing a dang thing. So why should anybody believe you're going to do anything over the next four years? Okay, so uh, Fox News just came out with a poll today, and it said that 62% of people have a, uh, it's a major concern in regards to an elected official's age. And uh, we continue on. Did you? No, no, I just. You, I you just, said you were refraining from yes, your I'm, comments. I'm going to stand by what I said. I'll make it to the end. Okay, here we go. Hi, Rob and Casey and Kevin. I have been waiting all week for this interview with Suzanne Crouch. I've been so excited. I have not. I I didn't make up my mind yet. I was waiting to hear and see what she said, um, because I'm ready to have a better governor for her. And thanks to your first question, she has given the answer that definitely made my decision to not vote for her. Um, Like you said, Rob, let them speak and they'll tell you exactly who they are. Well, now she can count me off of her her voting list. (laughs) But I hope you all have a wonderful day. Okay, so um, the response to me seems like it has not been very positive so far. But do we, have, we, do we have two more? Two more. All right. All right, here we go. Hey, good morning. I just heard the Suzanne Crouch interview, and I'm with Hammer. That first answer where she gave the administration an A, my mouth flew open. I, I just, I here again, I'm with Hammer. I quit listening. Um so good interview, guys. Thanks a lot. We appreciate you. Keep doing what you're doing. After that point, when she gave that answer, I think uh, a lot of it became white noise to people. And here's the final phone call about the interview with Suzanne Crouch. Hey, Robin, Casey. This is driver Tim. The uh, Suzanne Crouch uh, stupidity that she can talk about public stuff with Holcomb in private and it stays private is bs if she can talk in private and about me and the citizens of this united states then she can cover stuff up in private whatever she does as a governor and and it doesn't float well with the public oh she can cover it up in private that's an that's doesn't fly and she needs not to get uh, elected Thanks, guys. I appreciate you. All right. There we go. So I think he's right on that point because that just shows a lack of transparency and so many people don't trust their elected officials. And when you have someone who's publicly saying, I've had private conversations, why would you trust anything they say publicly? Here is, okay, and and then I know we got to find out how fat Hammer is. So here will be my kind of <laughs> final, and she said she's going to come back, uh, you know, we'll, hopefully closer to the election. We'll try to get into some more of these things like property taxes, et cetera. 
I've known her, Suzanne, for, I guess, 10 years now. Again, through no fault of our own, we ended up working together for a very brief period of time. She was fine to work for. Uh, I was ready to get the hell out of state government, and she was probably ready to get the hell away from me. And that's and that's no grudge either way. I went into work for somebody else, and that happens all the time in, in state government. And then my, I apparently did such a good job they promoted me to pharmacy board director, and that was a huge mistake to take that job. But that's not. I had nothing but a positive overall experience with her, so I don't have any ill will, grudges, nothing like that. I always found her to be a very competent person. Mm-hmm. She was perfect for the role of state auditor because she does know state government. She was a county auditor who does know how local governments work. But state auditor, which is why she was good at it, is a largely administrative function, and it's a competency-based function. She is a competent person. There's no doubt about that. And she's very likable. But this is a different arena. And someone like Suzanne, who went from state rep to state auditor, to lieutenant governor, is an institutionalist. She reveres the institution, and she puts the institution, it's instinctively, puts the institution ahead of the, ahead oftentimes of the taxpayers themselves or the, or the body or the, the citizenry. And so many of her answers were institutional-based answers. In her mind, I think she believes hey, what I told the governor was in private, and I'm not going to reveal that because the way the institution works, Mm -hmm. that's how we do that. We do that behind closed doors. That's how it worked in the legislature for her. That's how she was vice chair of Ways and Means. That's a very powerful position. She was chosen by Pence because he made such an egregious mistake with the first state auditor that he picked because he picked him for political purposes rather than competency purposes. He had to pick someone like her. She was good at it. That doesn't work here. And she's, I think she's very tone deaf to how angry so much of the Republican base still is mm-hmm. with all the stuff that, that Holcomb did. And I don't think that's fully dawned on or registered with her. And we're past the time where an institutionalist can run on competency and fix the issue because she was a part of the issue. And mm-hmm. I don't think she sees herself the way the public sees her, which is the right-hand woman in this case. To Holcomb and a part of this problem. Well, she gave them a grade of A, and I say them because she is part of right. that administration, and she wanted to brag about all the good things that the Holcomb administration did, but when you were bringing up 2020 and all the bad things that yeah. happened, she just wanted to move on from that. Yeah, and the Doton interview is going to be interesting because he's a blank slate, mm-hmm. and I have a first question for him mm. that I think will be as equally compelling and just as fair because he was People forget he was in state government. He was the head of the IEDC. And I think our interview with him will be, will go the way of the first question, just like it did. It will set the tone. And it will be totally fair and it will be totally straightforward. And um, I think this is a really good opportunity for Eric Doden if he is on his way in here and he's listening. Yep. Because people don't know him as well Correct. as Suzanne Crouch. Now, we rushed him in here because he wants to rip on Holcomb and the leap thing mm-hmm. so you know the rule here Casey if you want to be uh mean to Holcomb you go right to the front of the line <laughs> but no he's right he's got a chance to win a whole bunch of votes mm-hmm. today and we'll see if he takes advantage of all it all right and he's going to join us coming up at 11 o'clock but up next it's Hammer with 93 WIBC
Hey guys, it's Rob. You know, one of the great things that has happened to me over the past three years is when I look in the mirror, I've got my confidence back, and it is all thanks to my great friends at We Grow Hair Indy. Yeah, you know, three years ago, three years ago, now I had that multi-unit hair grafting procedure, and it worked just great. The whole experience was awesome, including the final results. And uh, I love We Grow Hair Indy. Darren and the gang over there, they were so kind, so caring, so professional from start to finish. And the great thing about We Grow Hair Indy is they're low pressure, no pressure. They want to help you. If they can't help you, they'll let you know. That's why you can get a free consultation. No obligation. All you got to do is go to WeGrowHairIndy.com, WeGrowHairIndy.com, or call 317-522-2995, 317 317- Five two 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 nine nine five. We grow hair, Indy. Tell them Rob sent you. Good morning. It is ten minutes in front of eleven. It's Kendall and Casey on ninety three WIBC, and look who's in the studio. Jason Hammer, looking trim and fit. Well, let's hope so. Yeah, because I've been able to work out a lot more this week, and I got to be honest. Yeah, I'm forty six years old. Mm-hmm. I got stuff going on. If it's cold or crappy out, I ain't going to the gym. Yeah, That's kind of where I'm at right now. But luckily, we've had a couple days in the 50s here, so I waddled into Planet Fitness. Yeah, it's interesting you said that because I, I'm 40, and, and look, I mean, some of us just have good genetics and, you know, are blessed. And I've... How's your fake hair? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Sorry. Um, I have weighed about the same since I was, you know, whatever. But 18... that's because you've been so poor and unsuccessful, you haven't been able to afford to eat. <laughs> See, I'm number one, and I go to St. Elmo. I was, uh-huh. Yeah, St. Uh-huh. Elmo is the reason that you're morbidly <laughs> obese. Yes, yes, it's all St. Elmo's fault. Um, but I, I, I've started to agree with you more in the terms like there are nights where I'll just come home and be like, I don't feel like working out today. Mm-hmm. And listen, I'm very blessed to uh, be given the keys to afternoon drive here, right? That's yeah. an important time in a broadcast schedule. But the real reality is by the time I get home, yeah. tired. It's dark. <laughs> yeah. You know, sometimes it's cold. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, I really don't feel like going to work out right now. And, and I know you, I gotta power through, but man. And you gotta carry that whole show because Nigel's rarely here. Yeah. Guy Relford's in for him today as Nigel is out at the waste management open. Can we point out, by the way, that I Nigel was going to the golf tournament and he asked for you know, who should I bet on? And I gave him a guy that hammers <laughs> sent me a, what's that fighter's name? Uh, Conor McGregor. <laughs> Who the fook is this guy? <laughs> Sahith Thigala. And I'd like to point out, if you were to check your leaderboard, you would see after day one, Sahith Thigala leading the Waste Management Open. Now, he may not win, but that's pretty good for a guy named Sahith Thigala to get that one right. Mm-hmm. Right. And I will always defer to you on golf because you've came through and you've won yeah. golf bets. Yeah. Uh, I looked at my wife last night and said, still got it, baby. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? Still picking the hits. Uh, okay. So we got to find out how fat you are. Right. So August 11th, I weigh 271 pounds. And that's what I said. Sweet mother of God. We got to do something about this. <laughs> last week, I was 246.2. Now, again, if I can't beat that, I've got to put $5 into a virtual pot yeah. that Rob will actually mm-hmm. be afford, able to eat dinner that night yeah. with. <laughs> but if I tie, push, or do better, survive in advance. Yeah, so you are, what's, what is our number? We 246.2 is what we have to beat I this week. I think you're down this week. I've been pretty good over the years at figuring out if you have gained or lost weight. You're like a carnival guy. <laughs> you can tell how much somebody weighs. <laughs> you know the carny code. Carnival Barker. All right, here, All we, right go. here we go. Hammer's uh, 
waddling up over towards the uh, the scale there, and uh... oh yeah, oh, let's wow. go, hit it, baby. That's too bad. That's too bad. <laughs> oh, I'm wow. not losing on Barry Manilow week on the Good Hammer and Nigel you. show. What, yeah. what did it say? I can't see from over here. 245.2. Oh, that's a whole pound. We're down a full pound, baby. Nice. I told you before you walked in here, I said, there's no way you would lose to me two weeks in a row. No. And uh, I knew you would starve yourself or whatever in order to, mm-hmm. you know, be able to, um, mm-hmm. you know, be I successful. am competitive like that. Got a little bit of a motor going. But hearing that Barry Manilow song, mm-hmm. today, it's the final day that we're giving away tickets. Oh. And I've been looking forward to today because we're going to play a game this afternoon called Fairly Manilow where <laughs> I'm going to uh, take caller number nine yeah. and I'm going to sing a Barry Manilow song. Yeah. If the caller can get the next line, yeah. just close. Just get fairly close. I'll give you the tickets. <laughs> nice. Fairly Manilow. Very good. And we've also got tickets for Luke Bryan this afternoon. Ooh, okay, Luke so, Bryan. So I know Barry Manilow is an international superstar. I, I don't dispute that. I know he has many fans. Mm-hmm. It's, is it Gainbridge? Is that where he's yes. playing? It'll Farewell be, tour. It'll be sold out. Uh, I would. I. I wouldn't have even. Uh, I just. I understand. Like I get that he's a big deal. However, what? What is it? Looks like we made it. Mandy, Mandy mm-hmm. the Copacabana. Oh, Copacabana. Ready to take a chance again. Okay. I Did, mean, didn't he do jingles too to that's commercials? That's how he started. He started. The yeah. theme song to American Bandstand, uh, which was Barry Manilow. Okay. I'm telling you, you go down the rabbit hole of yeah. Barry hits, and you're going to be like, I forgot about that one. I forgot so about that one. So by all accounts, he counts as a superstar to you because oh, yeah, totally. three, three or more totally. hits. Totally. Totally. Bo- yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely okay. superstar status. What else is coming up this afternoon? Uh, for Luke Bryan tickets, though, we're going to play Luke Duker P. Another round of that. Uh, Guy Relford is in for Big Nige. We're going to kick off the weekend with Beer Sample Friday and recap a crazy 24 hours in the news cycle. Fantastic, Hammer. Good job on that weight loss. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. No,